What's good, guys? It is Scoobert Dubert coming at you. Today, I want to break down one of my songs called Think About It. It is the opening to my record, Koan, that is coming out in September, but being released in chunks, in EPs, basically sides of the record. So I just want to give an overview of what that record means to me, talk about this song a little bit, a little bit of the production, and then kind of set the stage for what this record is going to be and what it already is, and what it won't be. So a koan comes from a Japanese Zen practice, which is talking about things that are and aren't at the same time. If you've heard of some of the famous koans, the kind of like riddles, you know, what is the sound of one hand clapping? If a tree falls in the forest, does it make a sound? These things that you're supposed to ponder, and by pondering them, they're supposed to bring you closer to enlightenment. The reason why I made a record called Koan is to kind of explore that within my own music, like the idea of, you know, things that are and aren't this uh, playfulness that I have within the Scuba Duber project that is trying to be both like super silly, but also, you know, sometimes get serious and like go in between these two extremes and sometimes be at those two extremes at the same time, you know, having like a goofy bouncy song that, uh, is about, you know, something kind of heavy or something kind of dark or having, you know, a dark sounding song that is actually like very, very happy. These kind of things I think are really fun, uh, to explore in music. Um, these like loose concepts of duality and two things, but being at once. So instead of saying it's either like the heads or tails, it's both heads and tails. And so that's the reason why I started with this song, Think About It, was, it was, it was I was trying to like kind of set the stage, kind of put people in a space like, oh, this is going to be different than other Scoob Doob records that you've heard before. And how is it going to be different? It's going to be like a little bit headier, a little bit deeper, but also not. It's going to um, explore some of these things like Schrodinger's cat, where Schrodinger's cat is, you know, the, the, the concept is if you're not observing a cat, you can't tell if it's alive or dead. So you have to assume that it's both at the same time until you observe it. And then you can see whether it's alive or dead. It's like comes from particle physics, but I like, I like these kind of weird concepts and trying to put them into music because, you know, music is something that's like, if nobody experiences this music, is it music? It is born and dies every time you go to press play. And I think that's like a powerful thing of this medium. In the same way, like if, if you have a painting and you paint it and nobody else sees it forever, does that painting really exist anymore? It's like in the perception of things that makes it, you know, breathe life into it. And to set the scene, I rely on a very cool synthesizer. And it kind of pushes the, the idea of what a synthesizer would be um, because it is actually taking organic sounds, just stuff from the environment that you feed into it. So I put just a bunch of random things, some stuff from the record itself, some stuff that was uh, just like in some sound libraries and things. And it, it swirls around your head. So see if, if you're listening to headphones, um, then you'll be able to get this effect. If not, no big deal. But try and see if you can you know, perceive where stuff is above or below or behind or to the left or right of you. 
As people, we are kind of evolved to hear more left and right. That is the dominant signal. So even when you're out in nature trying, I was just in the mountains and I was picturing, you know, there are birds that are way, way above me and on hundred foot trees. And, uh, it's, it's harder to tell the distance above my head as it is the proximity to the left and right of my ear, which is kind of interesting. So you have to focus a little bit more to hear things that are, um, behind you or above or below you. Uh, but that's what the synth is trying to do. It's trying to put things there. So here's a little bit about that intro. So you can hear me setting the scene. You hear the birds, the jangles, it's behind your head, swirls. All right. We'll fade out there. So see how it, it, it starts really small. It's using organic sounds like birds and chimes, little chopped up tambourines. It's doing all of these things to try and, you know, dance around your head and it's using high frequencies because I, I feel like high frequencies are, um, you know, they're smaller, they're tinnier, they're a little bit more pointed. And I feel like they help kind of draw you into this portal. And I was trying to provide contrast because again, greatest musical tool ever is contrast of being, you know, way up in the clouds, these little sounds. And then after that first super dry inorganic snare drum, it's inorganic because it sounds like it's not in any room which is a very weird um, experience, I think, for drums, especially because it's so uh, attack-focused and for it to be completely dry. No room within it. I feel like that's a koan in itself. It's like this thing that you expect to have some sort of you know, trail, a reverb. Uh, it's in a cave. It's in a valley. It's in a hallway. It's in an elevator. It's at least in some sort of small room, and it's no, no, it's perfectly sterile. This is a computer recording that is only possible within the last you know fifty years to make that sound. And then from that, low end, big, big, big explosion of uh, what sounds like an eight hundred eight, but what it really is is it's a sub bass run into a cassette tape player. And the cassette tape player, what it does is it, it's called saturation. It brings out a ton of the harmonic series that comes off of that very, very low note. And again, those kind of low notes, only within the last 50 or so years can we even generate them. This like super, super bassy sound, even the lowest part of the piano does not generate that much of those subharmonic frequencies in the way that we can do it on a computer. And so that's kind of what I was trying to show is like organic to inorganic high to low, small to big. And so like that alone is me trying to like pull you in on what this koan record is going to be. It's going to be a study in contrast. It's going to be a journey through both the absurd and the silly and the very, very serious. And you know, like the stuff that we're all going through, because this is a weird time. So uh, I'm going to isolate that bass just so you can hear that super, super low end as it comes in. You hear the distortion? That's the stuff that's he helping it cut through the mix. In the same way that distorted guitars, you know, help things to uh, pop out. That's that's kind of what that distortion 
is is doing, aka saturation. I've got a ton of stuff going on on that, trying to bring out both the subharmonic frequencies, both those super, super low notes that shake your car, shake your subwoofer, the kind of thing that you hear somebody listen to music really loud and you, like, on the street you find it annoying, but inside you find it like Nirvana. It is that, um, not Nirvana the band, like the, the state of being, of like being pummeled by low end frequencies, that awesome, awesome feeling. Um, that's what I was trying to give you because of, again, the contrast and let's, let's, uh, let me show you those drums just for one more example, as you can hear it go from perfectly dry, this thing that is a fairly organic sounding drum kit, put it in an organic room. Then you hear the noise above it creates that, you know, kind of vintagey sound because what I was going for was again, old and new at the same time, I'm playing an egg shaker. That egg shaker, let me play that again. The egg shaker is run through a phaser, which uh, what a phaser is, is it's kind of the sound of like, and the way that it's achieved, um, I think it was invented by the recording engineers for the Beatles. Um, you take the original audio and you flip the phase and then you offset it. So you, uh, if you, if you've used noise canceling headphones, what the way that they cancel out the audio around you is that they have a microphone they take the audio that's around you, and then they phase flip it. By phase flipping something perfectly, you can eliminate it because it's like every top is something else's bottom. And so by doing that, the other thing gets eliminated. It's like a, you know, cancellation. Um, but with phasers, you take that cancellation principle and you kind of like spread it out. So then it's at times canceling, at times building it back up. So just listen to only the egg shakers, how it goes... That's a phaser sound. I use it all out of my, my stuff. It's more psychedelic. Yeah. Cool little, um, cool little EQ tricks, equalization tricks. So as the song evolves, it goes into, um, basically more of that same groove. It just kind of like is chilling in this space, but I'll, I'll throw in different rhythms on that, uh, egg shaker. And the egg shaker is what's called side-chained to that kick drum. So every time there's a big kick drum, the egg shaker kind of goes away. Now I got toms on either side, create that stereo picture from a very mono picture. Again, trying to deal in opposites. Playing my little tambourine. That filter, phaser sounding egg shaker way in the background. Now let's talk about what the guitars are doing because the guitars are trying to bring this, you know, a little bit more hip hop sounding drum and bass and then pull it more into that indie world um, while at the same time giving you, you know, vintage throwback vibes. So it's kind of trying to go in between those two spaces. So on the one hand, I've got this thing that's kind of like Brothers Johnson um, playing in a way that you would in like the 70s little me, that little sound. Those guys are kind of accenting beat four, which gives it both like a boom bap hip hop kind of feel, but also um, like Motown, you know, using a guitar to accent the backbeat, the, the snare drum. Do you hear how there's a big room in your left ear?
tried to make these guitars a little bit smaller, but now they're stereo. So now there's a guitar in each ear. Before it was a, just a room in your left ear. And here comes the chorus. Push into it. That little glitch, using digital tool on an organic instrument. This is me just chugging along on guitars. Now I start to stack, build up that momentum. And then what that was is it's, I'm pitching up the guitars at the very end to, again, like blending that organic with that inorganic. I'm using a digital tool to go build the whole thing. So it creates excitement. It creates that flow. And also like we're attuned to rising motion as questions. And I think that's a really powerful musical tool um, that is exploited, but I think we do it a lot like subconsciously, where when you go down, you're expecting me to give you some sort of point. But when I go up, I might be asking you a question. What do you think about that? You know, using the inflection of speech within music to both like create excitement, but also kind of create some irony where the whole thing is like, don't think I'm not thinking about it. Don't think I'm not thinking about it. Uh, yeah, because there's no freaking answer. So it's like the whole song is its own little question. Yeah. Anyway, so let's talk. Uh, let's talk about the synthesizers. So here's kind of what's going on in that world over here. binaural it's all around your head and none of this is like a previously used sample it kind of sounds like it it's kind of eerie but yeah this is a this is a synthesizer that's generating weird stuff from some of these organic inputs like my tambourine that's in there right now yeah just some uh some fun ear candy your candy is the stuff that's like not necessarily functioning as a musical tool. It is, uh, well, it is and it isn't. Like it, it is in the concept of painting with sound. That's where ear candy comes in for me. Is like I am using sound and organizing it to create music rather than organizing pitch or rhythm. And then it's like you take that sound and you put it into different you know satisfying places but it's not necessarily carrying some sort of groove or carrying some sort of you know like pitch center as much it is more just functioning as interesting stuff going around and that can get like a little in the same way it's ear candy it can get a little cloying it can get a little sweet it can get a little leave a bad taste in your mouth if you do too too much of it sometimes uh, but at the same time I like it, it can be really cool if you make an entire song that's just ear candy it doesn't even have a groove that is uh a very valid way of making music always valid but like the the idea of you don't really need anything musical for it to be music it's just kind of you need like intention or organization more intention even than organization all right let's talk about the vocals i like the second verse so i'm gonna pull it over the second verse so you can hear that is Schrodinger alive? Well, yes and no. A koan in disguise, a particle in my identity. I have on loan, but if time don't exist, then we're all simultaneously eternal. Does anybody know a thing? Does anybody really matter? Is anybody listening? Probably not, 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 not. So, I did some fun stuff there. 
uh, primarily I did kind of, you know, what I normally do, where I sing a little bit in each ear, do a double, spread it out. Um, but that, uh, that, you know, basically straight takes, um, editing out some breaths here and there. But then when I get into the pre-chorus, the, is anybody listening? Probably not, 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 not that whole kind of section. I am layering in both real vocals and artificial vocals, uh, taking what I did in like, wouldn't it be nice in some of my other, uh, songs and pitching it both in the computer, but then also singing it. So it creates again, that weird contrast of, organic and inorganic and then it pushes you into this course that is very repetitious but it's it's kind of the point of being repetitious is to drive home a point that is the point of being repetitious to drive home that point did i drive home that point by being repetitious don't think i'm not thinking about it 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 and also, like, there's something, <laughs> something kind of beachy, uh, beachy boys, beastie boys about punctuating things with harmonies. So, like, saying, like, I'm saying the same line. Don't think I'm not thinking about it. Don't think I'm not thinking about it. Like, don't think I'm not self-aware about what I'm doing right now. Um, but I'm punctuating different lines in the phrase to try and, you know, create contrast and create mo- forward momentum, even though I'm saying the same lyric over and over and over and over and over again. But it's like by doing the beastie boys thing where it's like you say something at the end of the line or you punctuate a thing with a group vocal you know doing that but with harmonies helps you know break up that that flow and yeah so that's basically the the production stuff that we've got going on in this song just to talk about a little bit more about what koan is and what this record is it's supposed to be broken up into four different eps but that's kind of a it's kind of like a just a marketing way that we're doing it it's really is four sides of the same record it's a double record you're listening to side a so it's koan a you're listening to side b so it's koan b you're listening to side c so it's koan c we're not going to release koan d because that's a little silly because then we'll have all sides we're just going to release the lp as the final thing but what that's trying to do is nobody listens to records anymore. Like I get that, especially not a double record. That's ridiculous. But people do listen to EPs because it's not that big of a time commitment. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to pace out people. So you listen to A, think about A for a little while. Listen to B, think about B. Listen to C, think about B, C. And then at the very end, I'll give you the, the full LP. So then hopefully you'll revisit those songs that have kind of sunk in a little bit. That you've thought about a little bit that, you know, there's a, there's a weird thing with music the more you get to know music, the more you get to like music. The familiarity bias is huge in music, as is a popularity bias. Uh, it's part of the reason why when you see somebody, you've see, probably seen videos of like, this is a Juilliard performer on this, in the subway and nobody's listening to them. And like, here's, here's them performing in the concert hall and everybody's listening to them. Part of it is perspective and popularity bias. So... My goal with this is to kind of like use that a little bit. So, you know, hopefully this project has grown and it has grown since January to now until into September when the whole thing comes out. So then there's a little bit more popularity bias with it. And then hopefully there'll be a familiarity bias because some people will have listened to these EPs just once. And then when they get to the LP, they might have forgotten that they even listened to the EP. And they'll go back and they'll go, oh, this sounds really cool because you've heard it before. (laughs) That's like such a, it's such a thing. But that's part of the reason why stuff that's on the radio or stuff that's in department stores or whatever um, sounds a little bit more like, oh yeah, this is a, this is a real release. It's because, you know, marketing. (laughs) But I give you credit. 
you are, you're here for a reason. So hopefully, um, you will not fall prey to just those traps, but yeah, that's, that's part of the reason why that's the strategy of, of spacing out this record in that way. But then it also is that kind of that fun journey of being able to spread out over the course of a year, what I normally would have just released in January all at once, letting, uh, letting the chips fall. And then also seeing how this journey of this record, which it goes from a, which is that kind of feeling of wanting discovery, but not really like going for it. Um, the going to be where you're starting to make that discovery and not quite sure how you feel about it going to see where you kind of have that ego death where it's this, who am I really fooling anyway? I've got a lot of songs that, um, uh, my album art designer Grizz calls like, Oh, it's kind of like Scoob's emo phase. And I even have people on the internet, like re- reaching out and being like, are you okay? Well, it's like, well, it's because I'm on Koan C. Koan C is that moment. It's the dip of the narrative of the record. And then Koan D starts to lift you back up. And then this next record that I'm working on beyond that, you know, continues that wave up. But that's kind of what like koan is supposed to be that wave you know how we're talking noise cancellation koan is no noise cancellation it's go it goes up in the beginning and then it starts to dive down in the end and it starts to come up in the end but it never quite makes it to that same height that it did in koan a of happiness and lightness because it's uh it's all intentional and it's all the flow of what it feels like to be alive right now and what it feels like to be writing songs about two things at once, happy and sad at the same time, because that's how I feel sometimes. And it's all good. That's, that's a reasonable way to feel. And there's a lot of stuff out of our control and a lot of stuff that's great and a lot of stuff that's really bad that's happening in the world right now. And I don't want to get too heavy into that on this because this is supposed to be a music vibe and whatnot podcast, but there will be another time and place and song to talk about those things. In this case, I just hope that you're thinking about it. <laughs> Don't think I'm not. Don't think I'm not. Have any questions? Hit me up. Scoobertdubert.pizza is the place to find me. Later. Music appreciate.